Hey, this is Love Speaks. I just got a. I've, I've been reminded of God, of how I used to be. And in this remembrance, when I was living the life, I guess that just came to me. You know what I mean? I just found things to do. I didn't live for God. I wasn't focused on God. I, I, uh, I had a knowledge of God. But I'll be honest with you, when I was in kids' church, there were times when God told me to go to the altar, but I was so steeped in fear. I was afraid of people. I wouldn't move toward that altar for love or money. I'd sit there in that seat, and I'd, I'd repent and do everything that you could do, just a little five, six-year-old kid. But I had so much fear of people. What were they going to do to me when I went up there? I didn't trust things. I was fearful. I was just a, just a kid. I look back at it now and I think it is probably generational. My mom was my Sunday school teacher. I would have never went to Sunday school. Uh, so I knew about God. But I lived a life, like I just told you, where... There was fear almost from the beginning. Fear of everything. And uh, it just got worse. But when the decisions of life came, this is what God reminded me of. When you don't know God and you have basically no understanding of how things work, you just push things over to the side. The birth of people who don't know if there is or isn't a God or even those who have promoted themselves to atheist standards, all it is is you haven't searched it out. You haven't spent any time on that. You don't have any time for it because the adversary will make sure you have no time for God. And so the, recogni the recognition that you haven't really pursued the truth of anything you went to high school and, and, and on the primary, elementary, middle school, high school thing because that was the law. You went to college because somebody told you, well, you're going to get a good job. That's what it is. But uh, at that point, did you know what a good job was? No. You were going on someone else's word. You were going on everybody else's word and what had been established in society but she wasn't, still wasn't going on God's word. I've never read anywhere where it said uh, you'll get a good job. Do this, you'll get a good job. Now, I have read where he said do a good job. But I've never read where he said get a good job. Let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that me he may have to give to him that needeth. Have you ever heard that before? Isn't that something? We don't seek when we're lost. We, we, the adversary pushes it away from us, off to the side. And now society has told us that, well, it's not sin, it's your sickness. And that's a lie. Sickness comes from sin. Hmm? Jesus healed a man and he said, now think about this. He was in an infirm situation. You know someone who's sick because good grief, they're not more than, you know, it's at seven generations of Kevin Bacon. You know someone who's sick. Or you know someone who has someone who's very ill. 
especially in this pandemic time. Jesus healed someone. So put, it, put yourself in that situation. All of a sudden, someone you knew to be deathly sick, this man shows up and all of a sudden, boop, and it is all gone. And then the word you hear say, well, how did that happen? Or what, what went on? He said, well, this is what he said at the end of it. He said, go and sin no more. That's the worst thing comes upon you. Do you see the connection? Sin and sickness are connected. And, then, and, and the old generations, the old timers, they used to call it sin sickness. And sin sickness will bring physical sickness. But see, these things have been pushed off to the side. You don't have time for that. Yeah, and, and like I started with, and, and you'll go, you'll label it too. Well, I'm an agnostic. No, what you've done is not do nothing with it. And you've taken the instruction of people that are on the same level as you are. You know what? All the fishes swim together. They might be swimming right into the mouth of a whale. You really want to do that? Ask Jonah about that. Well, never mind. You haven't done nothing with the words. You don't know that Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and nights. And then God had the whale spit him back out onto the thing. And guess what? Jonah then wanted to do what God told him to do instead of going the other direction. So you need to look into this thing. Instead of allowing yourself to categorize yourself right into separation from God forever. It's not a threat. It is the process of life. The sun starts out, goes through its circuit, and returns back to its place. The clouds go through and drop their rain. They run their circuit and come back to their place. The wind goes hither and thither, but it runs its circuit and comes back to its place. And man is expected to do the same thing. Now, just on the outside chance that God created us in his image after his likeness, you are required to turn back to him. You say, well, why would I have to return back to him? Well, unlike the sun and unlike this, the clouds and unlike all the circuits, we broke the pattern that God gave us. We sinned against him by not doing what he told us to do. Now we have to turn to get back to the starting place. And that's what this is about. To turn, one, in the beginning, God has to be addressed. You can't just push that off to the side and say, I don't know, because that's your answer when you stand before him. I don't know if you exist. Well, that's not going to work. No, I don't. Atheists will stand and go, I don't believe in you. Well, that's not going to work. See, what you need is a lawyer, an advocate, a mediator, a propitiation, someone who paid for all your failures wiped them off his books and someone who's who is awake connected to the God who, who's 
presence you'll be standing yeah his son that would be great wouldn't it if you could get you could know somebody in the family man if i could network myself over to god's son if i could uh man if they would just have one of those pressers you know where you come in and maybe i could rub some elbows with some people who know him and maybe they could get me an introduction into the presence of the son of god and then maybe that you know i just need some networking well hello yeah we call that the body of christ the church okay a lot of this maybe it's coming at you too much or maybe this is too simplified but God showed that to me, that we push everything off, that we don't address it. But then, because we don't address it and we don't get the true roadmap of the thing, we follow other people who haven't addressed it and know nothing about it. I would give you a warning right now. Here's a warning for everyone who knows this, that they, they will say amen. And everybody who doesn't, you need to ponder it. That God's first promise to man is that if you lay down your life, if you believe that Jesus Christ laid down his life, you'll lay down your life. And if you do that, my promise to you is eternal life. But if you won't do that, my promise to you is eternal death, which is separation. It's which is basically what you have now. And as rigor mortis sets in, so will the life you have now. It will begin to set in on you. And the end is like gravel in your mouth. And then when you step into eternity, you are without a mediator in the presence of God. And that is not where you want to be because that is not his intention for you. As soon as you come into the kingdom of God, you, you hear things like this. He goes, I'm, you will hear promises like this. I know the thoughts that I have for you. They are thoughts of good to give you an expected end. That's the end of this world. An expected end of this world is a hope. See, if you die hopeless then there is nothing on the other end. You have to have something eternal in you that is connected to his word, that is connected to his spirit. The words that I say to you, they are spirit, they are life. And those words will resonate with him when you step into eternity. But if you have none of those words resonating within you, there is nothing for him to answer. It is the spiritual prayer of a creation that stepped into eternity that God will answer. A life of faith has a word that God was his room. So Daniel stepped into heaven. Well, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I know Daniel. Wait a minute. This person right over here stepped into eternity. I knew them when I created them. I remember them. I haven't heard a word from it. I don't hear or see anything. They never once. Oh, 
Heavenly Hospital. ATS. Fear of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of lies. I can't help you. My love won't go there because yours never came here. He just pushed it aside. He left it alone. I tried. What does it say over there in Proverbs? Now pardon me just for a minute because this just popped into my head and this is worthy of reading because it is powerful and fearful at the same time. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. See, there's that connection. I will make known my words unto you. See, and then when you pass, your spirit will have communication with God. Because I have called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no man regarded. You have said it not all my counsel and with none of my reproof. He's saying you rejected me. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation, he's telling you what's getting ready to happen, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish comes upon you, then they'll call upon me. But I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they won't find me. For they hated knowledge. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. Which, by the way, is the beginning of wisdom. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. And be filled with their own devices. You got no one to blame. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkens unto me shall dwell safely. And shall be quiet from the fear of evil. This is Love Speaks. Merry Christmas.